0: Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of that early childhood nerd. Hip hip hooray, Lisa Murphy is here. Yay. It's been so long since we recorded together, man. You've been
1: busy. I know. I've been, and I'm getting ready to leave again in the morning. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I I was like, oh, look, I got a little accustomed to not being at an airport. And then I was like, oh, curses. (laughs) Not that I mind, but you know, it's like, oh, shoot. You know, I wasn't planning on having to like go get the tubs and like gear up and get ready for tomorrow. It kind of had slipped my mind. So. Um, yeah, oh, after okay. after we uh, chat today, then I'll go gear up for the next 10 okay. days out.
0: Gee, many Christmas. Well, thanks for spending part of that time. Any anytime. Time. Yay. So um, I'm recording from my work office today. I don't have any of my toys. Um, so hopefully that <laughs> doesn't... Some of mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any of like my microphone and my headphones, but I keep telling people those are just dramatic play props. Like I don't know how they impact. <laughs>
1: the actual yeah but do you feel like you're not doing it right because you yeah. don't have them
0: yeah. it feels weird So yeah. anyway if there's sound issues I guess is what I was getting yeah no, this not you sound fine anything um okay so Lisa and I are going to talk about um it's not a quote this time it's more of an anecdote so I'll just we had to we we were already halfway through the podcast and I was like no we have to hit record David for the pod yeah um so uh I am teaching this semester a curriculum in early childhood class. And so every week we have a different developmental area, kind of, that we talk about. Um, So this week it's fine motor stuff. And um, every week I either either. give them a signed reading or a video or a podcast, and they have to do that before class and come to class with something that's either something they thought was interesting, something they want to hear more about, or a question that they have. So we were doing that with, um, so for this, they listened to an episode of teaching with the body and mind called more than twiddling fingers or something like that. And then they just watched, uh, like a therapist video on YouTube about what fine motor skills are in birth, you know, birth to five. So anyway, everybody had their things they thought was cool. And then I got around to this one student who said, well, I guess my question is like, why does it matter? Like, are we supposed, you know, how do we just remember all this stuff? And why does it, why does it even matter? And I, so that's the end of the anecdote, but I was like dumbfounded kind of, because I get it is a lot of stuff to try and remember, but the question was, um, it it shocked me a little bit and I thought, well, this could be a good conversation with Lisa. So we talk you know we talked about how you know the more you know about how development really works the better you can support it and you can keep it in mind when you're setting up your environments all that stuff but uh, do you think did you see sticking with me did you did you see anything shift no with her while you were <laughs>
1: doing that okay no and
0: honestly i think part of the shock for me was that i get so nerdy about that stuff yeah and um you know like so one of the other students was so excited to learn about all the different reflexive grasps you know in 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 infancy and um i was like yeah that's so cool and then the next next thing is
1: well my question is why does any of this matter why does this why does this matter why are we learning this? well and i i think also maybe there might have been some setback because you know as someone, a fellow nerd with you, like it never would cross my mind to think like, why is this important? Mm -hmm. And so I almost wonder if there's maybe a a little bit of a challenge to our own view, right? Our own lens of of experiencing life and child development that it like, shit, maybe it doesn't, you know? (laughs) Maybe I've just convinced myself (laughs) that it does. That's kind of where my mind went. And I was
0: like, how could you, Heather? How could you go there? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Like maybe, maybe, maybe I should have asked that 30 years ago. Yeah. Why does any of it matter? Although it probably never would have crossed my mind. Cause to me, I think it, it, it just all matters to me, to like, me it, 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 when it all matters, matters. And it, and it makes sense that as a practitioner in a profession that you would maybe not memorize all of the minutiae, yeah. that would be impossible, but having a general working knowledge of the, of the main key what things that are informing your work yeah yeah and so so i read um over the
0: summer i read a book called geeky pedagogy that's um the audience the intended audience is college teachers
1: <whistles> oh hello <whistles> <Kane>. so, <laughs> first time in months are literally like doing the hedges right in front of my window oh, oh i apologize for that that's okay yeah <laughs> so, so I'm approaching but... and i was like
0: what 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 are we doing today guys <laughs> Kane's on it. Don't worry. Um, Anyway, this, the whole idea of the book is that some of us are so passionate about our topic that we teach that we, we lose new, you know, new students because we just go on into the, you know, every possible thing you could want to learn about this. And I, I do think that's one of the things as a teacher that I have to reel back a little bit. They don't need to know every possible consideration about this today.
1: Today. Well, (laughs) and you know, that's actually bringing up a, a, a a memory that I haven't thought of in forever. I think it was at my second workshop I ever did ever. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband, of course, was at all the gigs, you know, when we were all together and I was getting like that Somebody was asking about Plato, and uh-huh. I was going off on this tangent. Tom stood up from the back of the room and said, <laughs> turn your heat down. <laughs> right? We just go, we go a thousand miles, we go, we missed the point because we were yeah. thinking too hard, too hard ab- about it. But yeah, but yeah so I, and I I could see why we would perhaps yeah, that, unintentionally. It did roll through
0: yeah. my mind, but um, you know, this really was basic uh uh you know the podcast of course with mike and and his co-hosts uh you know connected it all back to just the whole body like you don't have fine motor without the whole body
1: the large motor, sir. um
0: which was just sort of like i try to give them something that's gonna maybe throw them a little bit that we can then talk about but the video that she was talking about was just basic stuff so you know i said um uh, you know, maybe you don't remember every single detail, but you may be out doing the work someday and think, oh yeah, there's something about fine motor that I need to get back in touch with or I need to
1: freshen my well, I I also think too that if you if you have a working knowledge, a working understanding, especially with the large motor link to the fine motor, right? That this yeah. obviously is going to come before this. Yeah. It it I think it assists practitioners, whether they're new or experienced in remembering that if you're asking for them to be doing something outside of where they are developmentally, Mm -hmm. that it's not that the kid's not wanting to maybe comply with your request, but it's just that right now developmentally where I am, I'm just not physically gonna be able to do that. So you would want a working knowledge of how large leads to fine, Mm -hmm. especially if you're working with twos or threes, you know, and maybe somebody, because you are new, Somebody on staff is like, no, these kids have to start writing or they have to start da-da-da. You now are coming from a albeit new, mm-hmm. a, a more informed place of being able to push back in a way that is a little bit maybe more professional sounding than just, yeah. you know, I don't like this. Yeah. I think about it too. It comes up too in the literacy
0: class that that we teach that I teach here, where the literacy. Lit- emerging literacy. So we talk about the foundational stuff, phonological awareness and um vocabulary, and you know all the the foundational stuff, symbolic thinking that needs to happen before we can expect them to, you know, quote unquote, learn to read. and um, and so it'll come up in that class too where they're like, this is a lot to to keep in mind. Well, yeah, it is. that's why you're that's why that's you're why, that's the special expertise we say that that you know, we need to have, if we're going to call ourselves a profession, is we need to
1: have so, this. So I, I can't help but think that, have have you had the, why do you want to do it, this work conversation with this particular crop of young students? Um, I
0: mean, that's usually, a, yeah, early in the semester, I ask, you know, what is it that made you choose this major, or what is it you want to do, and so I get well, that there's I'm just wondering some... About- some Element of them not knowing what all it entails when they decide that's what
1: they want to do, you know. I know. Are they are they for the maybe the first time coming face to face with the fact that this isn't just going to be sitting in a room with a handful of children, you know, everybody having a good time all day. Which yeah, you know, there is of course some truth to that, but that's that's not going to sustain you, right? Um, Yeah. But it's so when I when
0: I thought about this for a topic for you and I, I was trying to think about how it could be broader than just a college class, and really, it's. You know, it's anyone who sort of is resistant to professional development requirements or does
1: this count? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what, you know, I just wanted an opportunity to talk through.
1: Well, how do we, how do we? I wanted to give a shout out know. initially to, and then I'll circle back to this, to yeah. Rusty Keeler in his book, the the Risky Playbook that came mm-hmm. out about like two years ago, I think it was. He, he made a comment in there, which I've totally stolen, which <laughs> is that it's not extra work. Oh my God, this is so much extra work. And he says, it's not extra work. It is the work. Right. This is it. This is what you signed up for.
0: Yeah. That's
1: and great. so, that's nice. you know, I'm not going to say that you have to memorize it, but I want you to be informed with your work. Right, and I think with with the adults who've been in the profession, unfortunately, and I had a conversation actually yesterday with somebody about how you, you can't make them want it. Right. You, you can't make them want it. and and the the advantage, I think, maybe, with the college students is that maybe maybe the light switches on, and they're like, "You know what? Maybe this isn't my jam. And, you know, with all due respect to your students and anybody thinking about it, it's like, you know, I'd rather have you take a couple classes and realize that you need to be somewhere else than to be like, well, I started something. And then five years later, you're now working at a childcare center. And now you are that person who doesn't like going to staff meetings and doesn't want to go to professional development. And, you know, then you become that dead weight that oftentimes, unfortunately, you know, it's there's a, brings a lot of resentment, I think, between staff and a lot of animosity is, you know, just like, why are you here? Why would you not not be happy? (laughs) Right. I mean, for me, and I think about it, I think,
0: you know, there was a point where I didn't know a lot of this foundational development stuff. Of course, I was in the work for 20 years before I, you know, went back to college for anything, but certainly for the first four or five years I didn't know that there was anything beyond just liking it and being there and having sort of an instinctive talent for it or an uh, uh instinctive isn't the word but anyway um yeah but but then once I started to be introduced to the depth and the the um the things you need to know under the surface kind of stuff it was so much more interesting and I It seems to me like if you're not curious, I was gonna say curious about that kind of stuff. That the job would get so boring and it would feel so hard all the time, and I would burn out so much faster than when I can pull out these little moments of interest and intrigue. Well, it's (laughs) Um, reminding me me of um,
1: I had Serena in my family childcare, and um, Serena loved to play with the glue. And if it was a Serena day, which was like maybe three, four times a week, we always brought this one table outside and we just put all the glue bottles outside because just Serena just loved the glue. (laughs) And for me to kind of piggyback and mirror what you've just said, like there was one day where she was squirting the glue on the table, which is Serena. Then she put it on her hand Mm -hmm. and then she stood up. She puts them on her foot, she squeezed it. So it fell down on top of her foot and then she lifted up her foot and went <clears throat> on the patio. Uh-huh. And so, because my journey to the depth had already started, I was yeah. like, what, what is she thinking, right? <laughs> not, not what is she thinking, but like, right. what did she think? And then she put the glue on the patio And put her foot in the glue and looked at me and said, Ha! (laughs) And I was like, she knows what glue is supposed to do. Uh But because I was knowledgeable about that problem solving and the cognitive and the literal versus, you know, figuring it out and not quite abstract yet. And but but I was able to make room for that. Yeah. Because I knew that there was more under Uh the surface, even though at first I, didn't know and and really i mean that's going to get oh, uber existential but do you know we never know we right. don't really know what's going yes. on in their head we can maybe take a good guess right. uh, based on what we know and where we are but you know to to think that we actually know what's going on in their brain right. isn't Yeah i've really been trying to switch
0: my language too when i'm <laughs> talking about this like instead of saying this is what they're learning i'm like this is what they could be practicing this is what nice. i wonder if it's happening when i see
1: this but. um well I, I, think, I think just that 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 curiosity the thirst to know more mm-hmm. not because i want to be an encyclopedia mm-hmm. um and and a perfect real-time example okay so and, and some of your listeners because we all cross fertilize yeah. so some of your people know that i've been in the play therapy <laughs> class and then i've been in the the playwork class and i with this week i had off i was like please please advance me a couple modules so I can get them guys. So I can cut up a little bit. Well, and the module that I'm working on right now for the pop-up is about disabled children and inclusive and, and, oh my gosh, you know, just when you kind of think you got a handle on something, this whole world, this whole new chapter, yeah. in fact, I was texting my cuber. I'm like, Oh my God. I was just going to awesome. say his new book is going to, toss so many people back <laughs> well i pulled the new book and i emailed right to the to the um well because uh, we had advanced copies of yes yes don't freak out anybody it's not available yet but but i emailed right away to the coordinator so i'm like this book needs to be on your all's radar mm-hmm. for this particular module um you know and and so of course me like you i did the readings they required but then that led to a a A rabbit hole of a rabbit hole of a rabbit hole. And, you know, now on the kitchen table, there's four, like 30, 40 page PDFs of, of what it really means. And just some of the stuff that you just never stop to think about. That doesn't mean that you now have to go be an expert in uh, dis- disabilities and how to make playgrounds and parks accessible and all of that. but it's knowledge now in my tool belt. so if I am in a situation or a scenario, I just feel like it's it's the, it's one more piece of piece of the pie that I have yes. a little bit of a touch point on or or something to refer to people to and yes. and I' that's how I've always seen I know we're I'm getting you off topic and I apologize for that but I feel that my job is almost to be a, like a conduit. my job is to yes. share what I know and then to be able to connect people to what they need maybe more of that i might or might not be able to speak to you know like you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's some things yeah, i sure. could riff on for hours about without any notes and then there's other things that's like oh let me go back and review that i mean that's what all these yeah. are right those are all exactly. my binder there's yes. my yeah. binder yeah. back there and 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 i think the knowledge that we get, whether it's something that we learn at a college class that then sparks an interest, Mm -hmm. whether it's knowledge that then makes us go, this isn't really calling to me the way that maybe I thought it was. Right. So I find something else. I mean, I just, that's why it matters because you're either going to find that you're hungry for more of this, or maybe that you're not as hungry for it um, as, as you were maybe hoping. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing I did think about was, you know, when, when people plan an activity to do with a group of children um, and they plan it and they've got half hours scheduled on the schedule, but it takes four minutes to finish the activity. Um, in that case, I think, you know, for example, we we're talking about fine motor. And puzzles were listed as one of the things you could do for fine motor. So I was talking to them because they have to then go on and plan something and go do it with a group of three or four children. And um, so I, I said, you know, don't don't plan puzzles. Look at a puzzle and think about all these verbs that we just saw on the list of fine motor things. You know, fine motor verbs or whatever. And then look at this puzzle and and think. You know, there's it's really this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's if um, that'll be valuable for the people who are watching, but not so much for the people who are just listening, but um, you know, to really, it, it gives you a filter when you're planning to think about True. how engaging will this really be, or is this just going to be, okay, I put those five pieces in the puzzle and now I'm done. So I want to go, you know, to the next thing. And that, that was, I think that might've been a, a little bit of a connection when we, when we got into that, but, um, you know, I was trying to think of, okay, in what kind of real life in your job, working with children scenarios, can I come up with that say, well, this is why it's important, why it's important. to know, um, about the different, um, you know, in that specific situation, it was more, um, we were talking about infants and their reflexes and the grab grasps and that kind of thing, which one student thought was really cool. And then um, this one was like, I don't know why that matters. (laughs) And maybe with infant grasping, it's less, but just in general, as we were talking about the whole fine
1: motor. Um, But I think it's also so important to, to our,
0: if we want to see children as competent and capable Instead of just saying, "Well, they can't do scissors mm-hmm. yet, so they're deficient," and I'm going to mark that off on the milestone list, we we see all the stuff they can do when we when we look at the whole big picture of what fine motor skills might look like.
1: I'm I'm wondering if it was specific if the comment maybe was specific to that particular topic. Like, I would be curious to see if that same mm-hmm. mindset. Uh, bubbles up in in other in other courses well she said yeah she did say um
0: uh you know it just seems like a lot to have to remember (laughs) which when you're in learner mode sure it does um it was more my reaction to it and my sort of lack of immediate response that made me made it stick in my head for you know days now (laughs) 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 Tech, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, one of the things we talked about before I hit record was, you know, there's a lot of comparisons when we're trying oh, to say, are we a profession? Are we not a profession? Are we an industry? Are we a field? What are we? And people want to connect us to the medical field. That comparison is always made. Um, and while I don't buy that as a, 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 you know, apples to apples kind of comparison, I just can't imagine a student in a nursing class. And, you know, you heard me say this already saying, why does any of this matter? Like, it's a lot to remember. Um, it is. And, you know, I, I feel, I don't know. I feel like it's equally important, you know, maybe their life isn't on the line, but, but they're, you know, um, that's what, what we're here for is to understand what they are currently doing and working on and, and, deserve? And then how do I support that? What kind of skills do I need? What kind of ex- specific knowledge do I need to be able to do that really well? Because it's easy to go in with your template, your your box curriculum, and your daily schedule that you always stick to. Um, but to think about it in these different sort of deeper ways, I think, is a little more complex for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort it, of just. It, I'm, just
1: I'm, I'm having from... a memory of one time I think we podcasted where you were, or or so we were doing something, and you were talking about why it was important to be familiar with some of the theorists, right? Yeah. And how, how do you start into, almost flipping it instead of saying here's what here's what Montessori is known for. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm I'm. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought you already started up again. Yeah. I was thinking about how, um, how you wanted to identify the behavior first. What are you oh, actually seeing we, and then link it back? Right. To the- we were looking at a list from
0: um, Carol Garhart Mooney's theories of practice where she was listing behaviors um, that she overheard teachers talking about. Yeah. Like she, a two-year-old, she's such a bully and a six month old, you know, you pick her up now, she's going to want it. Pick her up every time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what we were doing. And we yeah. were going to go backwards and connected to how theory, a knowledge of theory could have helped that teacher in the moment.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so I think, I think all, and, and I, I particularly like this episode because I'm not like prepared, you know, yeah. like it was, <laughs> it was really kind of last minute and just like, come on, yeah. let's talk about this. And, and I think in real time, now just, you know what, 20 minutes in, I think it's because we will do better work when we know better stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So in order to be the best that I can possibly be, I am going to have to go out and and learn stuff and some of it might be you know boring. To, you know some people might think that and and some people uh, initially might like the the recipes and the activities and the art projects and and the other stuff seems kind of like ah you know and and I and I get that but I think at some point we realize that specifically what you know talking about the the development, cognitive language literacy, physical and social emotional and stuff, you know at some point you got to venture into the other realms and, and, you know, maybe see what you've been missing. Yeah. um, Because it is going to allow us to be better at our, at our job. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think really, I mean, we could probably use a thousand words to say that same thing, but I think for me, that's, that's why it's important because it allows you to be better at your job. Right. Right. Um, so this afternoon
0: (laughs) in class, uh, half of them are making homemade Play-Doh and the other half are, um doing tally marks of how often they use their shoulders their wrists their elbows their fingers and also how many you know the list of verbs the poking squeezing uh grasping pinching whatever the list of verbs they have to do little tick marks whenever they see the other group do it
1: in their play-doh making
0: activity it's gonna be fun shoulders yeah it all starts you know up there so they're bringing it like said on his podcast
1: anyway they've uh They've they've made the play-doh already and then they're gonna come in and play with the play-doh. No, oh, they're making the play-doh and then so while they're making Play-Doh, the play-doh, we're gonna be tick marking. Oh, okay. Yeah, so are they yeah. each making their own batch? Or um, they well half of them are making?
0: Yep, and half of them are watching. Then we're gonna do the same thing, switch them and watch them build. No, no, no.
1: I meant how many people are in the class?
0: Oh, 10 in this class.
1: So are five gonna be making five different batches of play-doh? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then switching out and building with blocks and doing the same thing. Ooh, I like that. So it's going to be fun. Um, And uh, of course, we'll have a chance then to, I will have a chance to talk about, you know, why this is
1: important (laughs) while they're doing those kinds of things. Well, even being an advocate for play, that's a reason why it's important. Um, An advocate for just making sure that our programs do stay true to best practice when we're talking to maybe parents or others who, might have their own perceived uh, notions of, of what what preschool should look like. And maybe yeah. it's not quite in line with what it should be looking for. And, you know, and quite honestly, and it's going to be sound really direct, but you're not going to have a leg to stand on if you don't know what you're talking about. And you're going to sure. turn into a, you know, you're, you're going to just bend over for, you know, the, the biggest, most blustery breeze that walks in who mm-hmm. says, I don't like this. And you're going to say, OK, because yeah. you're not. You're not confident because you're not informed. Yeah. But if you're more informed, even though it might make you nervous to talk back, at least you're able to talk yeah. back. And and even
0: if you don't have it specifically memorized, you know that it's there and you can find it again. You know, you can be like, exactly. oh, okay, well, we talked about why, you know, thinking about shoulder movements is important for fine motor skills, but I don't remember what it was exactly. And
1: but at least I know it exists bit, and I can go yeah. back and find it. Right. And there's these, what had, what does Jeff say? And we have these amazing computers that we have access to. <laughs> on office, daily basis. Yes. And, and I've even said that in workshops too, is that, you know, back in the day, depending on how old you are and, and, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'll be 53 next month. Oh my God. I'll be 52 tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, 52 is great. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I'll just have liked know. them all so far. So yeah, oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, it was a 52 was a good one. Um, but I but I would say, you know, for me, there was a time before I changed schools, my early grades, it was memorize and regurgitate and memorize mm-hmm. and regurgitate. So you, you know, good school was getting good grades because you could regurgitate what uh-huh. some poured into your head. Now you the recall, nobody's gonna test you on that recall. Mm-hmm. If, if you know that it exists, you can go to the light, la- your laptop, maybe it is, ex- maybe it does exist in your head sure. and good for you if it does, right? but, if not, <laughs> but if you don't even know that it exists, it doesn't matter how many tools, books, access you have. None of that matters at all. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't even know that there's something to go and look for. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, that knowledge is power, knowledge is power. And it always, it has been.
0: Yeah, the connection I didn't make that just came to me now is last week I had them read um, an article from Exchange that Francis Wordle wrote called mm-hmm. "Guerrilla Teaching Tactics." That you, oh might yeah, have we've read that part one. Part of a recording on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, And the it's it's audience too is for college instructors, but the message is, um, what we teach is most likely if we're teaching developmentally appropriate stuff, most likely very different from what we send them out to. And we need to have them prepared for that, that difference and and practice using critical thinking. And um, so I I mean, it could be tied to that too, right? Like, we know they're going out into places that maybe aren't um, appropriate. appropriate. And so if they have this foundational information, they'll be able to recognize that. So it, it contributes to their critical thinking as they go out to be
1: teachers and um... dude that could be happening in all my gigs yeah exactly they're going why does this matter it's not what i'm going to be allowed to do on monday yeah. My, yeah. my my mind is not going to be allowed to shift if i stay employed at this particular spot so why why does this matter mm-hmm. good be a good point and because you're yeah. not always going to be here because someday you're going to wake up and smell the coffee and be like i need to find <laughs> somewhere else to be right and maybe um it prevents you from developing sort of
0: bad habits while you're waiting to get to that place that lets you do what you want to do i keep telling people not so much in class because right now none of them are working in early childhood settings but um just like I've said it in podcasts and I've said it to people in person. <laughs> it's like, no one's getting fired in child care right now. Anyway, they can't get enough teachers in to
1: serve the families who need it. So yeah, I've here's said that our too. Well, here's our take, advantage. <laughs> take advantage of it. Close the door and let them play. Done. Yeah. What are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Seven other places are
1: hiring. So right. Yeah, we were, we really shouldn't be laughing at that, but <laughs> I know. I know you got you have to though, right? You laugh to keep from
0: crying. Exactly, it's messy. Um, I can't. I was trying to think if there was anything else we said before we started recording that we need to go back to. Oh, I said the two I things I wanted to yeah, throw I out.
1: Mean, yeah. It. But it. Um, so are are we in agreement that it does matter? Oh, it might yes. matter for different reasons. It might matter the 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 reasons behind why it matters might evolve as your work evolves. Yeah. Like right now, let's be honest right now, maybe it matters because it is going to be on the test. And maybe right now that's where I have to meet you. Yeah. And it's going to matter when you're not with me anymore, because at some point you're going to see it all panning out Mm -hmm. when you're hanging out with that group of children. And then maybe a little further on in more of an advocacy role. You know, so I, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's,
0: so they're, they're also doing observations on each, area before they have to do a plan. So they've got a, you know, assigned field experience placement and they're out there. What's that
1: for you? How how, are you the one able to choose where they go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, But they, they have um, like a little guided
0: checklist of things they could look for. It's not the only thing. And so after the first one, they said, what if I don't see any of that? It's like, well, then you you reflect about it and you think, how would I do it so that this was implemented? And so that this was included and, um, and then, I, then let me know. So I take them off the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, but I just think it, it all goes to, um, curiosity being, if, if we're going to be a curious, um, early childhood practitioner, um, if we're going to be able to engage in critical thinking. To determine whether something is, you know, really effectively supporting play and development and, and learning and all of that, um, the appropriate, you know, age-appropriate kind of learning. Or am I just going through the motions and looking at the surface sort of activities or things? And if they, if they aren't able to do that, then I just chalk it up as
1: a deficit in the child. I think the curiosity piece is probably more valuable and more important than we realize.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But again, I don't know how to, like,
0: it's hard to teach curiosity, you know, whether whether it's college students in my class or people in your gigs, um, you know, other than just saying something that's cool, that maybe sparks a little curiosity and building on that. If, if ultimately they're just there because someone (laughs) told,
1: there or someone told them they had to be there it's really hard to to engage that um i was thinking and and forgive me on the spot i'm forgetting her name she's somebody who's been on the porch she's been on the porch with us a couple times um and she was out in california i met her on on a zoom call with a bunch of california educators and she was saying that as a college teacher one of her frustrations right now is that they just don't seem curious she's like you know you 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 have the babies out there crawling around and she's like you don't see in their eyes like the ooh why is she doing oh yeah. look what she just did oh, yeah. my- oh my- <laughs> and and that i mean and i don't know how you would even describe that but she says that she's noticing now that it's it's yeah. missing and it and it wasn't just one kid and one class one year during covid right yeah. it's been happening and she expressed concern for the profession because you need that, you know, cur- right. the, we need another word now at this point, like the, the curious yeah. episode, but <laughs> but just that, why did you do that? And what did they just do it? Oh, look what they're over there doing over there. Uh-huh. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. to appreciate what's below the surface yeah. in, in a true meaningful way, not in a, oh, somebody said I'm supposed to watch this unfold but to really be excited about what's unfolding.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, It's just, it's hard for me to understand. I guess that's maybe where we finished. Maybe
1: we needed somebody else on here to play devil's advocate or something. We need someone. Because we're just patting each other on the back. (laughs) Right. Because I've just always
0: been, um, and not, you know, it's my personality. It's not even necessarily early childhood stuff. I, i just get nerdy about stuff um so it is really hard for me to sort of pull back and say okay so that's not a trait everyone shares um but yeah it just i it just that question really stuck with me but i think yes we have decided stamp it lisa and i say it matters it matters (laughs) next (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we can just end it here
1: now. Well, thanks, thanks for, for having me on again. It's guys. been a minute.
0: I know, so fun. And um, uh, then when you did have time, I was like, oh my God, what will we talk about? <laughs> so I need to prepare lists for when you are available and I just have it right there.
1: Just right there. Just go. You don't even need to tell me. That's the that's my favorite kind. Yeah. Is just tell me what we're talking about when we jump Bring it on. on
0: yeah. Perfect. Awesome. You say that, but I've seen you come prepared. I've seen you come. No, with I'm your saying, studies. If
1: you don't tell me, if you oh. don't know what the topic is, that's, that I think is one that's sometimes my favorite is just okay. wh- what immediately comes to yeah. head to the head now. All right. So, so people can just send in their
0: ideas for what they want to hear you talk about when you're on this sure. show. On the <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Gonna, thank you, Lisa. A bunch thank of everybody around. for listening. You. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on.
1: This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.